0: All right, so me and Josh were sitting in Luigi's um, in one of the little booths, and by behind us was this little kid, and she was probably about four or five years old, and she was with her. It didn't look like her parents it was kind of they were a little bit too old but also weren't ancient so it was like probably grandparents could be auntie and uncle or something like that anyway it was a um, man and woman and as soon as they sat down I just got the sense that Ugh, this little girl's gonna be really annoying and she started um, kind of just fussing and moving around she didn't like it wasn't like one of those kids that kind of starts talking to you or leaning over or anything like that. It was just more that you could tell she was just a bit like probably bored and um and then there was one point where she gets up she obviously wants to go to the toilet. The the man is on his phone. The woman kind of then takes her by the hand, and the woman starts talking to the man while he's on the phone, and she is like screaming, not like upset, but just in just talking really loudly um like stretching her arm out because the 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 woman isn't quite leaving with her yet, and she needs to say something to the man and um because of where we were, that was right by our table, like she was pretty much standing in front of our table shouting at the top of her voice because she wants to go to the toilet and this woman isn't doing anything about it. And um, so we talk a lot about parenting and all that kind of stuff. And so you I thought... You and Justin. No, me and you. Oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I might have mentioned it to Josh at the time, but I just thought that's quite an interesting one because from my point of view, I don't have kids and I've never parented. There's like... Kids are kids. Like, there's a certain level of noise you can accept from children in public spaces. But the responsibility is on the adults. Like, if it starts getting, like, loud, and you know when they're annoying, like, you should step in. But then you don't know what position these... the adults are in at this. You know, you don't know whether this is, like, a little outing, and it's the first one they've really had with just this child, and she's got brothers and sisters. You don't know, do you? So... In terms of the disciplining of them, you don't know how comfortable they are. But then the problem is the impact on people. So, like, I suppose, like, what do you do when you've got a little kid being a little shit about something? And it it was interesting, this wasn't even, like... Are you allowed to say shit? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> what's, um, what's interesting about it as well, it's like this wasn't even that bad. Like, in a way, if Maybe a kid was, was just... having a tantrum, yeah. it's better because it's like it's more obvious. So the parent's like, right, come on, we're going outside, and they'll sort it out. Or some people might just shout back at their kids, and then you have a massive scene. But at least it's a scene, and the parent has to deal with it. With something like this, when it's just a kid being annoying. But quite a few decibels above the accepted volume, you know, what do you do? So, so what without do me saying anything,
1: can you see what ought to be done? Can you tell what ought to be done? Or, because you haven't got children and you haven't had to experience it yourself, can you not tell?
0: Well, I think, because I... Um, I think of analyse stuff a lot, I can tell that the kid was probably bored and, like, liked the attention. It definitely felt like, uh, it's like when you can relate to when you were a child, like, it was awesome if you got to go out with your parents and none of your siblings. Or if suddenly someone wanted, like, I went with granny and Granddad. To France by myself, like you feel special. Do you know what I mean? So it, it felt a bit like she's out having din like having lunch out with these this couple. I don't want to assume that they're grandparents. Um, but then they're chatting about boring stuff, they're chatting about adult stuff. The dad uh, the granddad or the male is on his phone and they it feels like those two need to talk about something, but then they've got this kid with them, and it's like, right, we'll just sit her down. So it feels like They either need to just entertain her, but in a very engaging way, like, not just, oh, yeah, you can just colour that. Like, not like that, but in a kind of, right, let's see what we want to eat and, like, I don't know, engage in some kind of conversation or just explain what she's doing. But then I imagine that's really tough for people who don't have that relationship with children. And I imagine, I mean, you'll have way more experience than me, obviously, but... Grandparents disciplining child like their grandchildren must be quite a. because I suppose they'll have more free reign if it's just them out with the ch- child and not the parent. But then also it's like, well, we don't want to do mixed signals, and she's well, a naughty kid anyway, well,
1: so it's just going to be like that. Well, the first thing to notice is actually it's all got too far. So although yeah. it's not that bad for the child to behave of that age six, they like sort of. You know, they know how to behave, they can. They know right from wrong by then so for, if they are willing to behave like that in public, <clears throat> then it's already too late for that incident, you're now going to have to drag that incident back into normal, you're either going to have to manage it by just removing yourself, so go to the toilet, or, mm. or take it outside, or appease it like you said in some way with some Big distraction, mm. but you're going to have to micromanage it then and then to stop it happening because it's all too late. If a child has reached that point, even though it doesn't seem that bad to you, yeah, and they're not having a tantrum. So it's not that bad, but yeah. it's still too late. And the reason it's too late is because when the child goes into that cafe, they need to know exactly what the deal is. So what's expected of them, mm. and what's likely to happen. So say. The two adults know they should have thought about this, and they haven't. they wandered into that cafe thoughtlessly, so they haven't prepared the child, probably. It doesn't look like it. I don't think a well-prepared six-year-old would behave like that.
0: So, sorry to cut in, but that feels like a lot of... I imagine some people... Like, I get it. And I get that you need to prepare a child to go into a cafe, but I imagine those people will be like, yeah, that's pointless.
1: Like, what a fuss about like yeah, just going to that cafe. it's not a fuss, it's just chat. Because if yeah. it was me, if I was with that person and I had a young person with me and we were going to a cafe and I thought there's likely I've got to make a phone call and I'm going to have to talk to my partner about something, I, in approaching the cafe, would let the child know that that was going to happen in a friendly chatty way that I'm chatting about something and that it would be really nice for me if whilst I was doing that they sat quietly. But there's more preparation going on and you spend a lot of time with children. Okay, I'm not I'm not sure if this couple do but somebody does.
0: Mm.
1: And the, the sort of more basic preparation is in how to behave in public and how to yeah. behave when you're out. And what you do there is you make it clear to the child that if they... Um, when they're out in public, that their responsibility, even as a child, is to do with making sure everybody else having a nice time. Mm. And the reason for it is that if you make everybody else have a nice time, you have a nice time too. Yeah, That's the deal in life. And children understand it. They understand it very quickly and very clearly that the deal in life is you're nice, I'm nice, I'm nice, you're nice.
0: Yeah, so... So, then another thing, like, and I am like, people see this all the time and they do it all the time. So, say there's a situation like that, and I, d- I can't, I mean, it was a while ago, so I can't remember what they did. Um, but so many people just chuck an iPhone in front of their child or be like, they'll bring an iPad because they need distraction or whatever. So, in that specific situation, you're sitting in a cafe, you know, you happen to be. Um, somewhere where you have this child, but you need to have... There's something that happens where you need to sort out and you need a conversation with the person you're with and they need to get on the phone or whatever the case is. Is it... I know... Is it good practice to just distract kids with a phone or an iPad or do you think you have a responsibility? You've brought them to a cafe, they're expecting to have a
1: nice time. Well, again, it's all to do with preparation. If I, If you're taking a, a child or a family to a cafe and then... Uh, you haven't thought about why. You don't know why. You're just going there to kill time. You don't, you're don't. you not really bothered about chatting to them yourself. You're a bit bored yourself. All the, or you've got other things to think about. You've got a phone, so-and-so, whatever. And you haven't prepared the children. They're going to get bored. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. And then they're going to maybe get a bit loud. Or And then you're going to be distracted, they're going to try and get your attention in some way because no preparation. If they walk into that cafe knowing what the deal is, so knowing how much attention they're going to get off you pretty much because what else have you got to do and knowing what's expected of them. So say now, for instance, you're with the child and something crops up in your life and you have to be distracted yourself. mm. So you could say to the child, look, we're going to have a cup of tea now. I've got to do this. So um, play on your phone. Five minutes, and then when I finished, um, we'll go and do something off your phone so you can use the phone in okay, yeah, because
0: I think like when I see it, like you kind of it's easy to take a moral high ground and be like, Oh my god, they've just chucked a phone in front of their child, like they're just desperate for it to shut up or whatever, but actually, if it's a case of something crops up like there's no point being moral about it it's just like well to be fair that so kid wasn't know. expecting yeah. it no. and looking from
1: the outside you don't know what's happened I remember seeing a couple at a restaurant quite a nice restaurant and the child had plomped in front of them they weren't very old actually this um, uh, cause it's the first time I'd seen like a, a moving you know a film on a device Oh, right, it's like an iPad or laptop or something. Yeah, a children's TV thing on a device. And they were having their dinner and chatting in this preposter restaurant. And this child was sat there, and and they weren't long out of a high chair. They were in some sort of booster seat or something, Mm. watching this. Do you know what I saw? With plugged into earphones so nobody else could hear it. Now, it's easy enough to moralise about that. But you don't know what's going on. No. They may have spent all day with that child. This is their only chance to... Gra- you know what their circumstances are. Yeah. This is their only chance to grab some food and I together. And they may have cleared it with the child, even though he's really quite young. We're going to have dinner now. You've had your dinner, but come with us. You can sit there and watch us film, and me and Mummy are just going to chat. That's fine.
0: Yeah, don't I saw... That. We went to somewhere, and it was like um, a bar, and there was a guy there sitting there with his quite young... I, can't, I don't know what gender it was, but... Um, with an iPad, and they're both just watching something, but in a public space, so it's kind of like... It was... I mean, I didn't really think anything, oh, that's a really stupid thing to do, or, like, a moral thing, but it was just interesting seeing what basically someone would do at home, which is just chill out with their kid on the sofa watching TV, but they're doing it in a public place. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's like you don't know the situation, you don't know whether they only get to see this child once every two weeks, and actually, this is something that they both bond over. That's right.
1: But what we started is about a child in to your eyes misbehaving yeah and if we go back to that child now that child has not been done any favors by this situation because one in your eyes now there's a negative association with that child yeah. which is unfair you can't help it um that child has learned a lesson that if you make a noise and do certain things you'll get an adult's attention Mm. and actually you sort of will get what you want that's a bad lesson to learn Yeah. and because none of the other members of the public can express their dissatisfaction with the situation there are no negative consequences for that child that's another bad lesson to learn so it's a poor deal all around for that child and you're letting that child down
0: the parents
1: or whoever's not prepared them that child has let that child down in that situation because that child now has not got a boundary they don't know what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable and to go through life without boundaries is It's just hopeless right? because you upset people without realising it mm-hmm. you get a bad reputation without realising it and you get terribly confused in life and it starts pretty much with children from day one mm-hmm. they need to know what is acceptable and what isn't and that unfortunately is down to the parents and probably virtually no one else okay grandparents you may have a there might be an auntie, and uncle who's close. But boundaries so, and the moving of boundaries, is critical. Yeah,
0: okay. so what would you do? So say, like, with that couple there, um, they, they're they in a situation...
1: Center. What? A reprogramming oh centre.
0: <laughs> um, what? would reprogramming So if you were that couple... What would you do, and especially if it was like, say, you were the grandparent of that kid, and then suddenly, like, what would
1: be your action? Well, it's crisis management at that point, point. and so it's quite hard to say because you sort of never get into that position. It's so, well, you, you do if
0: you're not you. Um, do you know what I mean? In terms of like, yeah. well, because I, when I think about
1: well, all I do, I give the, I, I take the child out of the situation because the people I'm most concerned for now are the public. I don't want the public to be any more annoyed than they already are. Yeah,
0: have. so there's quite a few aspects here, isn't there? Because there's part of it that's like, it's the kid. You don't want to make the kid feel bad. The, you're in a cafe, you don't want to make a scene. And also, you don't really want to be embarrassed about it because there's loads of people there. So you kind of need, I imagine you just need to calm down about it, just try and not make it a big deal, Yeah. but also deal with it.
1: Yeah, you basically like remove important. the child from the situation...
0: Well, so when you say that, do you mean
1: get out of the cafe? Just get out. Well, you can go to the toilet, that's fine, and then out. Right. Out, go away. So the whole situation, you get back in control by changing the context. Right. Um, I wouldn't tell the child off.
0: No, okay.
1: Because it's not the child's fault. All the child is doing is reacting to a situation... For which she has been very badly prepared. Mm. Of course, they will tell the child off because they themselves have been embarrassed. So they'll, they'll impart that embarrassment onto a very confused child. Yeah. So, so the child may ask, why are we doing this now? And that's a good, that's a good opportunity to say, well, um, it's partly my fault, but you, you can't shout and jump about in a cafe because it upsets people. So I've just taken you out so they don't become upset anymore. And then the child say, oh, well, oh, 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 you know, you weren't doing this. No, no, that's true. No, we weren't giving you that. That's just our fault, really. But if you jump about in a cafe, people get crossed. And I don't want them to be cross because you're jumping about Okay, a so
0: there's something that crops up for me here, which is making a kid feel bad. Like, w- from my um, memories about stuff, I can remember, like, the first time I felt guilty. And I was probably, what, five or six? And it's such a strong feeling of just like, oh, crap, I've done something wrong, and it's my fault, I feel really bad for it. So do you think, at the age of six, basically taking responsibility for the fact that you've put this kid in a situation then makes them not feel bad? Like, how do you get... Well,
1: to an extent, yeah, they get a sense that they've caused something, but they don't get that awful thing of being unfairly blamed. Guilt, to me comes from unfairness children one of the first things they learn to say after mum and dad is it's not my it's, that's not fair it's not fair it's not fair it's probably one of the most <laughs> especially if there's more than one sibling it's involved built into their brain that phrase is mm-hmm. not fair i what i don't understand is how it's translated into all their mother languages <laughs> i don't know humans have managed that because <laughs> it's the very first cogent sentence a child will Make it is, is not fair, mm. so a sense of justice is deep in our souls, it's hardwired into our brains, and that's what you're playing with. And so, if you unfairly blame a child, it really hurts. Yeah, you've, you've just described it as being guilt because you're feeling it on behalf of what well, is let it, somebody down. It's anyway. like
0: it's such a recognizable feeling, even at 27, thinking back to stuff that I did when I was little. Oh and then, like, made mum cry or, like, someone fell over or I didn't yeah. do didn't do what I was told and it's you just feel happen. horrendously guilty right. so I think, and, and it, that's not to say that every situation where I felt guilty that it wasn't justified but I think in this situation when it's like, this kid's in a the cafe her, the, these adults are pretty much ignoring her like it's pro she may not have wanted to do this, you you don't know. No. So I think it's probably quite important to not
1: express what blame happens with parents on the kid. Is That they carelessly blame. They don't even know they're doing it and they're blaming. They haven't thought carefully enough about what they're doing. The children child annoys them and they carelessly will say the most stupid things and blame the child. And carry the child carries that sense of unfairness and confusion mm. and guilt and all those things. Now avoiding It isn't easy. But but just thinking about it from the child's point of view will avoid a lot of it. Mm. So if you go back to that incidence, if the child knows what the deal is on entering that cafe so what the deal for itself is what can they expect what the deal is for the other people in that cafe what the deal is for the people working in that cafe which can all be expressed really simply with some nice chat on the way in it's not difficult
0: and I imagine like if you if you put yourself into a situation even as an adult where you've been taken to a cafe by somebody the people you're with don't really talk to and they've got their own stuff to do and you're just sitting there like, well... Well, I saw a nice
1: family, a similar incident, uh, not incidents, I saw what I would term a nice family, uh, a child of about seven and then one quite a bit younger, about three, three and a half, with what looked like an older mum and dad more than aunties and uncles or grandparents. I think they were just an old... Especially the dad was a bit older Mm. um, than the mum. And they were engaging with their parents, and they were calm mm. uh, with their children, and they were calm and nice with each other. Mm. But when the waitress approached, um, the, the father turned to the six six and a half year old and said, "What are you having?" Well, this six year old was holding a menu, which I find difficult to read, <laughs> oh God. and was being asked to express a quite complicated menu choice yeah. at six. Um, instantly because that now big woman in the black skirt is standing there glaring at him with a false smile on saying, what do you have? So, you know, even a nice family like that can put their children under enormous pressure because just not thinking straight. Yeah. They haven't prepared them yeah. um, for what's about to happen. Um, so it's a very easy common thing to do I
0: mean and do you think as well like when you kind of look at dealing with a situation like that the problem is as adults our heads are just full of other stuff so when you're yes. in a cafe with kids you're thinking about well we're just in a cafe and in a cafe because this is what you do yeah. and so you start treating your kids like they as might as well, well be your friends and they know what the deal is yeah, but And actually you need
1: to treat it like they don't know what the deal yeah. well, is unless,
0: unless you've dealt with it when they were like
1: five yeah, but and, even uh, then it's worth them. Yeah. Just a gentle reminder on the way in of what they can expect, what the other people expect, what the workers expect, and what's gonna be fun about this, and and if there's gonna be anything different, like you've got to go on the phone or you've gotta make a phone call, anything like that, then probably how long it will take, and mm-hmm. and because they know what's happening, they'll calm down and settle down and enjoy themselves and your children absolutely love to please they absolutely Mm. love it's your main weapon Mm. is that all humans love to be liked and so if you children know as they go into a cafe that they're going to have to be a certain way in order for everybody to like them Mm. they'll be that way it's basically throwing a dog a bone. It's not much better than more, not yeah. much more than that. Because if you think about it, why wouldn't they?
0: No, at that age, I think stuff happens. So when you're older, there's some people that just don't care. Yeah, well, but but I, at that, at six years old, there is no way you're going to no. do things. So if you think, okay, I'm six years old,
1: I'm relatively happy. I'm relatively content with my parents. We're going out into a cafe. If I am told in quite clearly in language I understand. That if I am a certain way in a cafe, everybody in the cafe, including the nice girls who work there, will like me. Yeah. Well, I can't think why I shouldn't be that way. It's
0: basically a little tip for how to get ahead in life in, a, in like a very simple but, form,
1: and It's like yeah, this is yeah, how definitely. this is how you
0: do well in cafes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just that, so you know. Yeah. Don't piss people off. Yeah. That's one of the main rules of life, and children need to know it, and that's fine. Once you know it, you know it. Yeah. And it's fine. Whereas with the incident you talk about. You can now tell, can't you, that actually none of that has happened. No. So those, that threesome has carelessly walked into that cafe. Mm. They think everything will be fine, and they'll just micromanage micro-situations as they crop up. And so they do, but they don't do that very well either. And really, it's a f- sort of slightly unsatisfactory um, situation the whole way around. And if you take it as a principle, say now you have to go to the supermarket with your kids. mm Well, (laughs) you've seen children in supermarket. I've had my own children in supermarket. As you know, your sister Mabel prostrate on the floor in the main queue by the till, absolutely refusing to move. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think I prepared her very well. (laughs) No, it's true. Um, So, children in supermarkets—you know—it's a chore. It's stressful. Um, Sometimes it has to be done, but if you can. Get them in on the deal. Mm. I mean I've seen Super Nanny where she does that. I remember one middle class couple in America who were a bit little bit older having their children and they were taking the she was taking the three of them to the supermarket. Oh my word.
0: It just looks like an absolute nightmare, like when you go like on a Saturday morning or something, when you go in there's prams and kids and you're just thinking, I never want to have to do bright. this. Yeah, you
1: know, these were you know, these were sort of you know they were thinking people but they were doing this so thoughtlessly as if the children would absolutely know what to do yeah. in a supermarket and all supernanny did with them is she said she said to the bright one uh, the her eldest you know bright li- <laughs> a bright little thing your know, sparky little thing full of personality yeah. you know, a joy in that sense yeah but a complete nightmare when let loose in a boundaryless supermarket she said to the mum, okay we'll get her to do the list getting into that kitchen standing on stools opening Mm. cupboards pen, paper I want coloured coded get some pencils out I want nice little pictures on design nice piece of paper take that to the supermarket and then you say you put next to it where they add in the aisles how much it's going to cost and then we'll add it up when we get home and well yeah make some something fun out of it it was not it wasn't it didn't take her even a tenth of the time it took her the previous time just to get in the car wow it's amazing, isn't it? And um, is that difficult? Would that take much imagination? It's, I You might I, need a light switching on, to be fair.
0: Yeah, and I feel it's like... I imagine with... I mean, obviously, I, I didn't have kids, so I, got, I can only imagine what it's like, but it's just that thought, like, your brain is so full of other stuff and is worried about what people think, and it's like, we've got a wee, and then there's something going on, and i got to get back for this time, and so you don't mm. think about how this should work for the kid. You think...
1: Well, it's, you know. yeah, to be fair, what you've done, you've you've given me an incident which you've seen, and that actually, if that child is six. That's the at the it's now the incident is happening at the at this point in her life when she's had six years chance to be prepared.
0: Yeah,
1: and this is now happening, so you can see it probably hasn't been a lot of preparation because if you do it right from the beginning one, it becomes a habit and actually you hear that I, you can, I hear it on the streets in Abergavenny certain mums I will hear chatting to their kids mm. and that's how they're chatting mm. they're doing it all the time they're preparing them for what's about to happen mm. so they start from day one and they talk to them like an adult Yeah, from day one because children, they, they, the important concepts that they need to understand, they'll get and they'll get them when they're ready to get them so you don't have to worry. You just talk to them like an adult and the bits they need to pick up when they're ready to pick them up, they'll pick them up. Yeah. And so all you do from day one, you just chat to them like an adult, tell them what's going to happen, be polite um, as you would. If, um, if you say you were taking your granny out, you say you had a very ancient granny. Luckily yours isn't very ancient. <laughs> Sorry, granny. Say you had a very ancient granny. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't take them to the supermarket without telling them, would you? Or what's going to no, happen? No, that's so true. You would carefully prepare because, you know, they're a bit fragile and they just need a little bit of tender loving care in terms of scheduling. And mm. You do it so naturally. Mm. Well, you can do that with your child from day one and never do it any other way from day one. And so, therefore, when they get to six years of age... There's so little chance they're going to step outside. they it's they're like, so used to trying to please everybody.
0: There's a uh, there's something on the internet that was like kids are basically like little drunk adults, and it's the same kind of thing. Like the moral of the story is to just treat them like your granny or a really drunk
1: person that you just yeah. tell exactly what That's you're going to do. All the time. <laughs> and once you're in the habit, it's nice. Yeah, and they chat back and they tell you things, and it's funny. I mean, what what happened in my life, of course, is that you have too many of them too quickly with too much <laughs> oh money, and you get tired. Yeah, and the sort of edge, you know, your 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 efficiency disappears. That
0: that's what I was saying before was like the way I think about the way I see it and the way I view it. And this is a bit judgmental, is that you see so many families where you're just like they must be up to their eyeballs, and so the, the last thing on their mind is kind of thinking about how this would work to make their life easier and to think about it from the kid's perspective. Like, it feels like they just need to get through it. If
1: you're noticing behaviour from children out in the public, it's because it's failed. Yeah. And so what they've got to do now is remedy. And so remedy is hard. That's why they have problems like super nanny. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. You're they, they've got to the end of the table Years
1: yeah. of stuff that either hasn't happened or has happened the wrong way. Yeah. Whereas what I'm trying to what I was trying to say as an antidote to you before is actually you can start this from day one as a habit, and then it never crops up. Why yeah. would it? Okay, you could have children with special behavioural problems mm. where they could possibly crop up. That's a completely different subject. But in in straightforward children. They are absolutely hell bent on pleasing, mm-hmm. and all you have to do is give them the tools to do that, and they go through life just trying to please people, yeah. and they get on because everybody loves them. Awesome. And if actually, if you think, if you look, if you think back, you can you can remember kids who are like that that were just sort of glowingly happy in little cafes yeah I think I feel like everyone knows
0: even like remember back to primary school secondary school and even adults you know now you're just like I bet you're a nightmare or I bet you were just like the loveliest person ever Hmm. so yeah cool